Hey, my name is Jay Warner Wallace, and I'm the author of Cold Case Christianity. I, I gotta tell you, if you're listening to this radio, you know you're in a good place, and I cannot endorse more highly the intellect and the passion of your host. So just enjoy this radio program. Is he a real one? Radio is the real thing. And Veda, thank you so much for doing the most important work of the kingdom. Hey, this is Greg Kokel, author of Tactics, a Game Plan for Discussing Your Christian Convictions and the story of reality, how the world began, how it ends, and everything important that happens in between. And you're listening to, Is He a Real One? Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. My name is Veda. Once again, my name is Veda, a.k.a. Veda Real MC, a.k.a. Veda Hedgeman. We're here with the latest episode of Is He a Real One Radio. It is my privilege and honor. Well, it is my honor, and I'm saying that it is a privilege um, to be here with you guys today. And we have a really special topic. You know, we have a really special topic today on the topic of Is Jesus a Copycat Savior? Now, I posted on my social media not too long ago, you know, that the next episode was going to be about this, and then I didn't post it. The reason that is is because, you know, I started to be able to, well, I, I felt prepared, you know, to go ahead and go forth, you know, with the episode. But then I said, you know what, let's let's go with a little bit more details, you know. So this topic, excuse me, guys. So this topic is pretty much scoffed at and laughed at. You know, it's not taken seriously by people who are serious apologists or scholars in this area. Even the people who are not believers, but they're but they're but they are well learned in the historicity of Christianity, Judaism, and religion in general. This is not a topic that is taken seriously, and and. It's with good reason because it's actually a ridiculous. Uh, it's a ridiculous claim to make that Jesus didn't exist. He's a copycat savior, and Christianity was invented based off of older, uh, ancient deities like Isis, Osiris, Dionysus, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It really is, but you have to know the history about it. But you know, I really felt like I heard the voice of the Lord say, you know, let's treat it like you're going to take it seriously not to minimize uh, people's understandings who don't know how to respond to it or people who do have this opinion, but it's, I found it, you, you can actually find it pretty challenging to find the, ref, find heavy information that refutes it in one place. I mean, you, you hear things, I mean, don't get me wrong on this channel alone. If you, we just talk, if you just go on my video, the historical reliability of the new Testament that refutes this claim, it just that right there. Even when I talk about Christianity, the white man's religion, the things that we report there refutes this claim because it covers the his, the historical reliability of Christianity period. And we can just know that it's not based off of ancient mythical deities. We, we can know that, but I did think that it would be helpful for us to just have have one video or if it's too long i might break it up in two parts i'm gonna try not to keep you guys too long you know but where we actually cover some of this information so let's jump right into it right so let's jump right into it is jesus a copycat savior so let's 
and maybe you've heard this claim before, maybe you haven't, you know, but have you ever heard of this deity, this uh, religious figure? He was born on December 25th, born of a virgin, adored by three kings. He started teaching at the age of 12. He performed miracles. He was crucified, have 12 disciples. He was resurrected after his death, and he's even known as the truth and the way. Who am I describing, ladies and gentlemen? You know, I'm not talking about Jesus. I'm talking about Horus, the ancient Egyptian god. You know, that's the type of uh, that's the type of thing that you'll hear. You know, and we even have a couple movies. I, I know one is Zeitgeist. One is the Zeitgeist movie, and there's there's another one. The title escapes me. You know, I did check it out before, but they just but but they say claims like that, right? You know, and they say these things, and they and the argument is that again jesus is a made-up character who never lived but he was created and the story the bio about jesus isn't even creative you know is basically based off of these other deities you know like addis krishna dionysus mithra isis osiris horus etc etc and 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 that's the claim so what what I hope that we can demonstrate today is, for one, when we look at the historical evidence, we see little about these ancient mythical deities. You know, anytime you hear people, anytime you hear people actually make this claim, you're never going to hear them cite sources. I can say that because I've been researching this a whole lot lately. And even before I was preparing for this video, I've already looked into it. You don't hear the people who claim this stuff actually cite sources. The reason you won't hear them cite sources is, is because if they do, you know, they're going to cite something that is dated a long time after Christianity has already been practiced. And you're also going to see you're also going to see a source that demonstrates that the similarities are 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 really exaggerated you know so they say horace was born a virgin and so was addis addis was born a virgin krishna was born a virgin they were all resurrected and all this so we're gonna a we're gonna look at the historical evidence so we can see how you know uh how we how we can boldly claim that it's not based off of historical facts b since it began getting um popular it's always been refuted by people in scholarship and it's not just christians who refute this you know so you're going to hear me say a lot of names you're going to hear me name schools you're going to hear me give uh the names of articles and things like that but it's so that you could also research it uh if you'd like we're also going to go over um, the fact that even if there are similarities, you know, we still have a rich Christian and Judaic history. So even if the first of all, the similarities are wildly exaggerated, they really are. But even if they weren't, that still doesn't disprove Christianity. That doesn't mean that Jesus Christ didn't live. That doesn't mean that he didn't rise from the dead. That's not what that means. And, you know, and if a person attempts to make that argument i don't mean any disrespect if someone's checking this out and you currently make that argument but it's a fact that it just demonstrates that you're really unlearned about the ancient world because and just the history of religion because the first christians were jews it, all right man i'm trying not to jump ahead of myself i kind of want to go in order you know so 
so to make that argument, it just demonstrates that you're unlearned in the historicity of Christianity and Judaism and Judaism in general, even if Christianity and Judaism is a fake religion that is not true, you know, to say that it's say that it's based off of Isis, Osiris, Mithra, Dionysus and any other uh, uh, mythical deity. It's just ridiculous. And, and it demonstrates that you don't uh, know about it, you know, that you don't know about the his the history. The reason I <clears throat> the reason I say that is because the Jews, they already believed that they were God's people. You know, they already believe that they're the chosen people by God, by the one and true God, the God that they believe is the one and true God. So why would they create a new religion? That, that just doesn't make any sense. You know, and if they did create a new religion, who were they converting? They're converting other Jews. So these Jews who already think that they're the chosen people, you know, a lot of the first um, Christians were Jews as well. So so they're talking to these people. So first of all, it's a set of people who already think that they are that they are chosen by God and they're the cho the chosen people and they're going to and they create this new religion and then they go to other Jews and just create this new religion. Like historically that just doesn't make any sense, you know. You know, so to the person who who makes that argument, who makes the argument that you know, uh, that Christianity is based off of Dionysus or any other mythical, mythical deity. Uh, I like to ask you this question. And if you're a Christian and you're listening to this, I encourage you to ask them these questions, you know, um, who actually made up Christianity, who actually made up Christianity Are, we already talked about who the first, uh, Christians were and who a lot of the first Christians were, they were Jews. In fact, the actual, uh, the actual authors of the New Testament outside of Luke, everybody's a Jew, you know, outside of Luke, you know, um, if I'm not mistaken, you know, so, you know, so who actually wrote this? You know, is this just a group of people who wrote 27 different letters in one day and just issued it out? You know, like the argument just doesn't make any sense if you know um, about the historicity of the New Testament and of the Bible and of Judaism. And if you want to be more informed about that you can go to my other video the historical reliability of the new testament so so th there's this movie called the zeitgeist movie i don't want to promote it you know and encourage people to check it out but the zeitgeist movie basically makes these arguments you know that that jesus is dependent on these on these mythical deities and whatnot and has over like 4.3 million views you know it's a lot of videos that i saw debunking it I didn't watch every one. I kind of was just, I just kind of wanted to see, you know, what the viewership was like, you know, and the videos that were attempting to debunk the Zeitgeist movie were at 4.3 thousand, <laughs> you know, but the actual movie is at 4.3 million, you know, so I would love for this video that I'm doing right now to be at 4.3 million views. That'd be awesome. You know, but this movie that is, that is saying false claims about Christianity attempting to demonstrate that it's not true is at 4.3 million views. I think the highest that I saw was at like 555,000 or something like that. You know, that was debunking the zeitgeist movie. It's crazy, you know, but people tend to make claims and assertions and they never cite sources uh, and this is but the but the zeitgeist movie does cite sources and we're going to go over um a, a couple of them um so so as far as that actual movie is concerned you know there's a sister named dorothy murdoch um she's passed away now uh her name is dorothy murdoch 
aka um, Akaria S. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing um, her aka correctly, but Sister Murdoch, you know, she's the author of The Christ Conspiracy, and she was a major source for that film, and she was a major consultant for that film, the Zeitgeist movie as well. And the reason why I'm focusing on the Zeitgeist movie, and again, I'm not encouraging you to go check it out, although, I mean, you can, but the thing about it is, the thing about it is what the Zeitgeist movie claims you, is what you hear people who take this mythicism approach claim, right? You know, and they tend to utilize her work and her work is based off of other writers from like the 18th, 19th century or something like that. So again, Sister Murdoch, uh, Dorothy Murdoch, you know, she was a major consultant for the film. Uh, she was a major resource for the film. And I actually have a quote from her. Let's read this quote. She says, the facts are that major aspects of the Christian myth and ritual can be found in the preceding pre-Christian religions and mythologies of the known world. Moreover, the earlier characters such as Horus, Osiris, Isis, Hercules, Krishna, and many other gods or goddesses cannot be deemed any more mythical or any less historical than Jesus, as the evidence for their existence on earth is, if not more, abundant and convincing than that of Jesus. Now, now, again, you can go back to another video that we have on this channel, the historical reliability of the New Testament. But I just want to go over a, quick, a few quick things about how it's this thing called parallelism that they're just, you know, that people who make this claim just attempt to do this parallelism. In fact, um, Sam, Samuel Sandmail, he actually coined the term parallelomania <laughs> because people who make these claims uh that jesus is based off of some mythical deity that's basically what they do so again i'll go back to something i said a few minutes ago you know um there's a religious leader he was born on december 25th born of a virgin adored by three kings he started teaching at the age of 12 he performed miracles was crucified had 12 disciples was resurrected after his death he's even known as the truth and the way and this is Horus Mithra. It's not Jesus, right? You know, it sounds like you're describing Jesus, but you're describing something else. And it's like, how do you, how can you explain having these similarities though? Like, that's crazy. Like, you mean to tell me that these deities or these religious figures existed way before Jesus or way before Christianity? You know, look, you can, you can pick and choose you can pick and choose anything and try to make it seem like there are like there are similarities. It doesn't mean that there are actual similarities. Again, in this particular case, the sim the quote unquote similarities are wildly exaggerated. It's wildly exaggerated. And when we and we're gonna go over in a second how we can know that um that the similarities are wildly exaggerated. B, even if there are similarities, it doesn't disprove the his the historicity of christianity and see you know they're just picking and choosing things to make it sound like they're similar for instance let, let me i actually got this from jim warner wallace but let me go ahead and use this example right here y'all tell me who y'all think i'm talking about i'm going to talk about a um a former u.s president y'all tell me who y'all think i'm talking about so this is a um former U.S. president. Prior to his election, he was a boat captain. He was related to a U.S. senator. He was elected into Congress in 47. He was VP <clears throat> runner-up in 46. He was elected president in 60. He was in his 30s 
when he was president. As president, he was deeply involved with civil rights in America. He was shot in the back of the head right next to his wife. His wife wasn't injured at all. Following the assassination, it was claimed by many that the fatal shot must have come from a different direction. His assassin was murdered before he was brought to trial. And after the assassination, he was succeeded by a vice president who was a Southern Democrat named Johnson. Who do y'all think I'm talking about? I think I'm talking about Kennedy. I'm not. I'm talking about Abraham Lincoln. I'm talking about Abraham Lincoln. If you want to look up certain stories and stuff that exists on Abraham Lincoln, along with the things that we know about Abraham Lincoln, all of those things ring true. So I, I got a couple more that I, you know, that I think is, uh, you know, that I think is interesting. So let's talk about, let's talk about a certain boat. Okay. So this is a boat that's described as the largest craft afloat and one of the greatest works ever created by men. It's over 80 feet long and it's over 45,000 tons. It struck an iceberg in the North Atlantic and it sank despite being once described as unsinkable. What do you guys think I'm talking about? Do y'all think I'm talking about the Titanic? Well, I'm not. I'm talking about a fictional boat called Titan that was it, that was written in a novel called The Wreck of the Titan of Utility. <laughs> and it was actually released 14 years before the actual Titanic occurred. So the actual Titanic is a real historical thing. But there's a book that's not a, a true story that came out 14 years before the Titanic situation ever happened. So do we think that John F. Kennedy didn't exist because of these similarities with Abraham Lincoln? Do we think that the actual Titanic didn't actually strike an iceberg because there's a book about a Titan that struck an iceberg that sounds extremely similar that came out 14 years ago? Okay. For someone who's not really into all that history, let's make it more modern and talk about the NBA. Okay. So let's talk about a certain basketball player he is revered by most basketball observers as one, of the, as one of the greatest shooting guards to ever play in the National Basketball Association. He's revered by most basketball observers as one of the greatest shooting guards ever. He reached, a, he reached championship status alongside Shaquille O'Neal, and he and Shaq did not always see eye to excuse me he and Shaq did not always see eye to eye he's known to be very clutch he was not afraid of the moment to take the big shot sometimes he missed it sometimes he made it but you can guarantee that if he was on the court and he was healthy that he was likely going to get the ball and take that big shot in fact in his last NBA season he made it to the all-star game although he probably shouldn't have made it to the all-star game in his last NBA season because his his season wasn't going that great you know it wasn't necessarily all-star caliber but because he is who he is he made it to the all-star game who is this great shooting guard that i'm talking about i am not talking about kobe bryant i am talking about Dwayne wade as as of right now it is february 2019 and he made it to this year's all-star game and it's believed that this is going to be his last season okay so everything that i just said is related to Dwayne Wade, not Kobe. So are, so if somebody digs this up a thousand years from now, are we going to say that Kobe Bryant didn't exist because of the similarities that I just talked about with Dwayne Wade and Kobe Bryant? No, 
No. So the point of this is when people point out these type of similarities, it, it doesn't necessarily prove anything. It doesn't disprove anything. Any I could literally go on for a whole hour just picking and choosing similarities and just making it sound like, you know, it's important. OK, so first, let's talk about how this copycat theory has been debunked throughout the years. OK, by scholarship. So this copycat theory about all of the things that we're discussing right now, it first got popular out of a school in Germany called the, the History of Religion School. OK, in the late 1800s. So it actually has a German name that I don't know how to pronounce and I didn't even want to try to um, pronounce it. And. The way you pronounce it, <laughs> the way you it doesn't necessarily have an, an an English equivalent. However, it is regarded as the history of religion school. And if you Google it, if you Google the history of religion school in Germany, what I'm talking about is going to come up. It's going to pop right up. All right. And this school had scholars like Albert Acorn and Ernst Trollick, and they strove to demonstrate that Jesus is a copycat savior. Now, the theory from this school got really popular, but it also died out really quickly. It died out around the 1930s or something like that, because scholars, critical scholars refuted it, saying that it had absolutely no historical basis. And the further you go back researching these claims, that Jesus is a copycat savior, the all you're going to see, whether you look up people who say it in 2019 or the people who were saying it back then in the 1800s, that you, we see that they had no historical data. And scholars and scholars said this about the people who made the claim. And scholars are still saying it about people who make the claim today. All right. So, again, many sources from the Zeitgeist movie that I mentioned earlier are actually using the sources from the from the 1800s that have gotten refuted okay so the so the christ myth theory it has always been rejected by scholarship not just by christians but by non-scholars uh you you guys probably hear me talk about dr bart ehrman a lot because dr bart ehrman is an agnostic non-believer and even he and maybe i'll post this video again in the description i don't know where he was at but it sounds like he was in the room for like full of atheists doing the Q&A and someone asked him about the historical Jesus and he said that if you take the mythicism approach you look foolish once you get out of your box or your people who were just on the internet your Facebook friends that say did Jesus actually exist you know you know Dr. Bart Ehrman an agnostic non-believer who consistently writes books attempting to disprove Christianity he tells you that you sound foolish if you take the mythicism approach, if you don't want to listen to Veda, a Christian, listen to him. He said it, too. All right. Because it's just it's just crazy. All right. Now, Mark Foreman, he is a Christian scholar. And I actually heard him say that. When the Zeitgeist movie was uh, listing all of these uh, ancient religions of, you know, Dionysus, Isis, Osiris, Krishna, Addis, et cetera, et cetera. That clip is about a six, seven minute clip. They had about 44 citations about the things that uh, about where they got the information from. And he says that 40 percent of their 44 citations that they got the information from are from these uh, scholars, quote unquote, that got refuted 
by scholarship and still get refuted to this day. So almost half of their sources uh, came from that. All right. And yeah. So another proponent of the Christ myth theory is a brother named Gerald Macy. He lived around like 1828 to 1907, something like that. He was an amateur Egyptologist. His work gets cited a lot by people who take the Christ myth position. And by the way, I'm going to take a step back real quick. I just want y'all to know that it's a lot of stuff that I dug up that I just don't have time to say because I'm already at a handful of minutes, but I want to try to get through everything, but I don't want to speed through it. But this is also why I'm giving you guys the names of people and the names of articles and the names of books. So you can look it up for yourself if you also want to go further. All right. So let me go uh, to Gerald Macy. He was a proponent as well of the Christ myth of the Christ myth theory. His work often gets cited by people who still say it today. But he but he has been debunked by critical scholars as well. Again, he, he was an amateur Egyptologist and, and, and people who, people who take the Christ myth position often cite his work. All right. So he probably was a, so it looks like he was probably a solid Egyptologist. Egyptologist, but that doesn't mean that he's a biblical scholar and he can talk about the historicity of Christianity or the historicity of Judaism and just the historicity of every other religion just because he's a solid Egyptologist. Okay. Now, if you don't want to take my word for it, you do not have to. You can take the word of W. Ward Gask of Harvard. Okay. He dismissed the work of Gerald Macy in a piece called The Leading Religion Writer in Canada. Does he know what he's talking about? Okay, that's what it's called. The leading religion writer in Canada. Does he know what he's talking about? And he refutes the 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 Christ myth theory that's put forth by by brother Gerald Macy. And that's and this is by W. Ward Gask of Harvard. The you can actually find this article on the Internet. You can actually find hard cop, hard copies of it somewhere, you know, in certain encyclopedias. I'm not sure how much of it is the original, but you can find it and it's still revered as his actual work. And he refutes this. And these people lived a very long time ago. Um, let's also go to someone named Stanley Porter. Stanley Porter, he wrote, he wrote, he wrote Unmasking the Pagan Christ. Okay. Unmasking the Pagan Christ. And he also was refuting the claims of Gerald Macy. Now, I want I want you guys to note that there are no Egyptologists or scholars that are on a record that came to Gerald Macy's rescue once these critical scholars came and demonstrated to the best of their abilities that Gerald Macy didn't know what he was talking about. All right. There are no Egyptologists that came to his rescue and was like, nope. well, we disagree. We're going to write a response to you guys' response. Nobody responded to it again. Even today in 2019, the general consensus is that, you know, this is a foolish position to make. It's an unlearned position to make. Uh, and again, religions, they do tend just in just generally speaking, religion, religions do tend to have some similarities, but similarities don't necessarily mean dependence, you know, um, so it's not like a, a a post hoc fallacy, you know, that you might learn about in a philosophy class. And what that basically means is event A happened before event B happened. So therefore, event A caused event B. You get what I'm saying? It's, it's like if I say um, it's like if I say uh, 
Um, I don't know. You know, I, I washed my car this morning and now it's raining. So because it's raining, so because event A happened, I washed my car is why event B occurred where it actually started raining. That It didn't start raining because I washed my car. You get what I'm saying? So just because, you know, there's a claim that these that these deities or these other religions were practiced before Christianity occurred, it doesn't mean that Christ, that Christianity got its information or got its sources from these pagan religions. Okay. Now, if you if you're familiar with my channel, you've heard me talk about John Dominic Crossum before. You know, he's a scholar and he is not deemed a conservative at all. He says a lot of things that that me and not just me, a lot of people are going to disagree with when it comes to the excuse me. Excuse me when it comes to the things that he would consider that we can um that we can trust when it comes to the word of god and all of the he says a lot of crazy stuff but as a but but what he says about the crucifixion what he says about the crucifixion is that jesus's death by crucifixion under pontius pilate is as sure as anything historical can ever be okay this is john dominic crossum who says a lot of things that will try to do, that will be an attempt to virtually to basically debunk what i'm talking about right now to debunk a lot of other christian books this is what he says about the death of jesus jesus's death by crucifixion under pontius pilate is as sure as anything historical can ever be for if no follower of jesus had written anything for 100 years after his crucifixion we would still know about him from two authors not among his supporters their names are josephus and Tass now when you hear a scholar say that something that we can be as sure as anything historical can ever be that is a really big deal because scholars don't say things like yeah this is for certain they say that we can know this to the best of our understanding they say that you know scholarship has always reflected this history has always told us this very rarely does someone say does someone say that no we can be as sure as anything as anything when it comes to history and john dominic crossum who says a lot of things that that is uh that 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 will challenge the christian faith that will challenge christian doctrine this is what he says uh, just about the historicity of jesus's crucifixion now he had to exist in order for him to be crucified all right and also you know, uh, this isn't, uh, you know, also, you know, there's a, there's a, there, there's a person named Yahoo Hanan who was discovered, um, and it's like nails in his bones, right? And the reason why that's important is because that demonstrates that the, that the crucifixion process that's described in the Bible actually took place. Yahoo Hanan is not in the Bible, but we see that Yahoo Hanan lived around the biblical times. He lived around that time period. And we have remains that demonstrate that he was crucified. And he was also crucified in the way that the Bible demonstrates. So that so that demonstrates that the Bible was talking about a process that was actually taking place. And again, John Dominic Crossman says that we can be sure about this more than anything else in history. If, so if we're going to doubt that, then, you know, it's, we can't know anything about history, right? 
So last but not least, I'm, I'm about to wrap up here. I'm about to wrap up here. So let's talk about some of these other, uh, let's talk about some of these uh, mythical deities specifically before I let you guys go. Are they born of a virgin? You know, let's, let's take a look at some of the earliest sources um, that history has available to us when it comes to, when it comes to this. So we have the Horus myth. Was Horus, was Horus born a virgin? So the Horus myth developed uh, over thousands of years. Most say that it developed over around 3,000 years. And we have the coffin text, we have the pyramid text, and we have the Egyptian book of the dead. When you hear people talk about Isis, Osiris, and Horus, I know personally, I don't hear them talk about the coffin text, the pyramid text, the Egyptian book of the dead. I just hear them say the name, and then they say an assertion, and then they don't back it up with anything. You know, but we actually have this. So first of all, the earliest sources that we have for Horus, you know, it contradicts each other. So the Horus story, Isis, Osiris, it's, it's all tied. It's all tied in together. All right. So was Horus born of a virgin? So let's let's talk. Let's, let's look at the actual story. See if he's actually born of a virgin the way that Jesus was born of a virgin. So Osiris is his dad. Osiris was killed by Seth. He was chopped into 14 pieces, Osiris was. He was chopped into 14 pieces and he was buried and he was buried in different parts of Egypt. Isis, who is Osiris's wife, by the way, if Isis is the wife of Osiris, I think it's safe to say that she's not a virgin. That's number one. So just boom right there. Anyway, I digress. So Isis, his wife, she finds his body parts. So he was chopped up into 14 different pieces and, and scattered in different parts of Egypt. And she found every part of Osiris except for one. She found 13 pieces. She couldn't find the 14th one. All right. And can you guess what the actual body part that she couldn't find? She couldn't find his penis. All right. I'm just telling y'all the story. So what did she do when, when she uh, couldn't find his penis? She, she created one out of out of wood and she had relations with it. And then Horus is born. That's how Horus was conceived. That is not a virginal birth. That is not a virginal birth. And that is not the virginal birth that's described in the bio of Jesus Christ. It's not the same thing. All right. So let's talk about Addis. Addis. So we have Zeus. Zeus is the Greek God and Zeus masturbates and his seed ends up on a mountain. All right. His seed ultimately becomes a tree. Nana is sitting under the tree. So his seed became a tree. Nana is sitting up under the tree and an apple like falls down onto her lap. And then that is the conception of Addis. That's how Addis is born. Again, that is not the same story as Jesus being born of a virgin. Let's talk about Krishna a little bit. We have Krishna. Was Krishna born of a virgin? So there are sources that actually say that Krishna does have a virgin birth, but these are dated in around the 8600s. Christianity began being practiced early in the first century. Jesus died 8030, 8033, something like that. So and the earliest source that we have available to us today about Krishna actually having a virgin birth, sorry, actually having a virgin birth is dated in the 8600s. All right. So we have um, um, Davaki. Davaki actually had seven children before Krishna. So that means that Davaki was not a virgin. 
So this is not the same story. This is what I was talking about earlier in the episode when I said that when we actually look at the earliest sources about these uh, mythical deities, that the similarities are grossly exaggerated because when we just talk about a few of them with the virgin birth, we see that it's not the same thing. It's not what's described in the Holy Bible about Jesus. Now let's talk about the crucifixion and I'm gonna let you guys get out of here. The crucifixion, was Krishna crucified? The earliest sources that we see says that Krishna was shot in the heel by an arrow, all right? That's not a crucifixion. That's not, that's not being beaten over a long period of time and dying for the sins of sinners like Veda Hedgeman who don't deserve to be saved, yet I'm still saved because Jesus loves me that much. And then Jesus dying a death of crucifixion, being pierced on his side so that they can make sure he's dead. You get what I'm saying? So Krishna was shot in the hill by an arrow. That's not the same thing. What about Addis? Addis, his story is really kind of um, weird, man. So Addis, he castrates himself and flees into the woods and dies. It's not a crucifixion. <laughs> it's not the death of Jesus. Horus. Now, with Horus, again, this story changed and the early sources contradict each other about Horus, you know, so... So depending on what you read, you're going to you're going to see different things. Some say that Horus never died. Others say that he died from a scorpion. And then the third option is like it kind of gets um, conflated with the death of Osiris and Isis, etc. Now, I want to read you guys another quote from Dorothy Murdoch. I mentioned her earlier because she was a really big proponent of this Christ myth theory. Here's something that she said about crucifixion. Peep this, y'all. Peep this, because this is manipulation. Right. Check this out. She says, when it is asserted that Horus or Osiris was crucified, it should be kept in mind that it was not part of Horus Osiris myth that the murdered God was actually held down and nailed on a cross. Egyptian deities, including Horus, were depicted in cruciform with their arms extended or outstretched as in various images that are comparable to crucifixion. So the reason I say this is manipulation is because in this quote, she's saying that, you know, we're not necessarily saying that the murdered God was actually held down and nailed to a cross. Egyptian deities, including Horus, were depicted in cruciform, you know, with their arms in, extended or outstretched. So all, all she's saying is that, all she's saying is that per her studies, Egyptian deities had their arms stretched out. That's all she's saying. But she uses a word like cruciform to make it sound like it's closer to being crucified. So where is your evidence to even talk about their being crucified? What are you talking about, ma'am? And let me calm down. I get really excited when I talk about this stuff. She's actually passed away. I don't want to speak ill of the dead or anything. But we're just talking about this quote. It's like, you know. You know, you get what I'm saying? So, so yeah, let me, let me move on. Let me move on. So let's talk about the resurrection. I'm almost done, y'all. I'm almost done. So let's talk about the resurrection. So they say that these other deities were, were resurrected. Was Horus resurrected? Horus did not rise again on the third day. He actually became Lord of the underworld. He never came back to life. He became Lord of the underworld. Now, if you want to say that that's a similarity because he still reigned something, I don't know. I guess you can strip, but that's a stretch. You get what I'm saying? The earliest sources say that he became Lord of the underworld. He did not rise on the third day like Jesus. Jesus died. And on the third day, early Sunday morning, he got up, okay, with all power in his hands. That is not the same thing as Horus. 
who became Lord of the Underworld. Addis, excuse me, Addis came back as a pine tree. Okay, so if you want to say that's a resurrection because Addis returned as a pine tree, then there you go. But that's not the same thing as Jesus's resurrection. Um, we have some stuff on Krishna. Krishna returns to the spirit world. You know, so if you want to call that a resurrection, that Krishna returned to the spirit world, whatever that means, you know, accounts in the fourth to fifth century actually do have a resurrection account for Krishna. But again, that would be in the AD 300s to AD 400s. Christianity was being practiced for over 300 years by then. We, we have scripture, manuscripts and fragments that are older than that. OK. And the earliest and the earliest. uh um, source and resources that we can find as far as Krishna having a resurrection account is from the fourth to fifth century, the fourth to fifth century. Okay. And again, when you see, when, when you hear me not giving titles of articles and not giving titles of certain things is because it's hard to find, but everything that you, that we see or hear, or that we're able to dig up, it, it dates it back around this time. And again, I'm trying to be as specific as possible with the descriptions that I'm giving and with articles and with people who you can actually look up. You can look this up yourself and you're going to see that it's ridiculous to actually say that Christianity is based off of these uh, mythical deities. And because it's such an outrageous claim is why you don't see videos that are this long on this topic because people don't actually take the time to go through it. But, you know, I wanted to do that here with y'all today. So I want to read a quote from, from a brother named Jonathan Smith really quick. He actually wrote an article um, in, in the encyclopedia um, of religion where he talks about um, where he, where he talks about these mythical deities. Right. So he says some of these divine figures simply disappear. Some disappear only to return again in the near or distant future. Some disappear and reappear with monotonous frequency. All the deities that have been identified as belonging to the class of dying and rising deities can be subsumed under the two larger classes of disappearing deities and dying deities. In the first case, the deities return but have not died. In the second case, the gods die but do not return. There was no unambiguous instance in the history of religions of a dying and rising deity. OK, he's talking about the mythical deities. Obviously, we know that this is the 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 narrative and the story with Jesus. Obviously, I believe that is true. I'm thoroughly convinced that is true. But nevertheless, the point here and this is in the encyclopedia. Don't take Veda Hedgeman's word for it. I'm just the dude who bought a microphone that hopefully sounds clear. And I'm talking with, with in front of a camera. OK, I, I'm, I'm just me. OK, but but what about Jonathan Smith, who wrote the Encyclopedia of Religion? OK, you get what I'm saying? So he researched this stuff, too. So it's not just Veda Hedgeman saying this. All right. So in closing, in closing, you know, the the people who take this myth approach, this Christ myth theory, they often use this. They, they often use the December 25th date. Right. You know, they often they say, OK, well, they're, they're both birth is on December 25th. And they say things that are kind of based off of Christian tradition, not necessarily the word of God. You get what I'm saying? Because they'll say, OK, well, they both birthday is December 25th. But the Bible doesn't say that Jesus's birthday is on December 25th. Yes, we celebrate 
his birth on December 25th, but we don't actually say that's his actual birthday. In fact, most Christians take the position that that's not his birthday. I won't even get into that right now, but the point is the Bible doesn't say, yeah, Jesus was born December 25th. So if you're trying to make the case that Horace or Krishna or somebody else's birthday is on December 25th, which we don't even have proof that that's the case, but even if that was the case, that doesn't this that doesn't mean that when the Bible was written, that it was copying that because the Bible doesn't even say that Jesus's birthday is on December 25th. All right. Horace allegedly had, uh, had three Kings adoring him at his birth. And again, if you actually read the Bible, you will not see that it's three Kings adoring Jesus at his birth. Now I won't get into the doctrine and stuff about that, but what I'm saying is if you actually read the Bible, you're not going to see that it was three kings adoring Jesus right there. You get what I'm saying? Whether it be traditions, whether it be interpretations, or whether it be levels of assumption, you know, we, we see, you know, we, we may get to, you know, we, some people may have that understanding, you know, when it talks about um, the Magi, but the Bible does not say three kings were there adoring Jesus at his birth. So, even if you're going to make the argument that it was three kings adoring Horus at the time of his birth, which evidence does not say that, but even if it did, the word of God, the Holy Bible, isn't copying that, you know? So when people make the Christ myth um, approach, they're really basing it based off of things that they have heard about Christianity or certain traditions that they have heard about. All right. And last but not least, I just want to point out that there is not an authoritative source for these mythical religions. For instance, how we have the Bible and we can examine the Bible and see how old it is, who wrote it, why did they write it? And we can know all of this stuff about history and we can pick it apart. We can do textual criticism and all this stuff. There is no authoritative source about these mythical religions. You got to piece it around. You get what I'm saying? And then you're going to end up with the stuff that I came up with, you're going to see a bunch of scholars tearing it apart. You're going to see that it was really popular in the late 1800s and it got deflated really, really quick. And to this day in 2019, people still, <clears throat> people who are learned in this area or are scholars in this area, whether they're Christian or a hawk or atheist, they say that if you take the approach of mythicism, you sound like you have no idea what you're talking about. All right. So again, I want to close on this point. Even if there are similarities, that does not remove all of the historical evidence that we have about Christianity and Judaism. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. You know, Christianity is rooted in Judaic history. And, and the Jews thought that they were already God's people. If you're going to say that the Jews are worshiping a God that didn't exist, okay, okay, you can make that argument. But the point is, they thought that they were already God's people. They would not have invented a religion and then tried to convince other Jews who think that they're also God's chosen people. What is the likelihood that, that, that these people would even convert and why? And also the early Christians, the, the, the apostles and early Christians, they weren't like 
they weren't like stanky rich and 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 super um treated well and all of this good stuff they were you know they they were martyred they were martyred they were murdered for their beliefs they didn't get a bunch of girls that none of this happened so so they made up a religion and then died for their and then died for their beliefs that doesn't make any sense it just doesn't make any sense all right so so that's this episode y'all is jesus christ is jesus a copycat savior the answer is absolutely not is he a real one yes he is a real one y'all jesus is a real one he died on the cross for me and you if you're listening to this and you're not a believer i want you to know that jesus will forgive you you know just you know um just just keep studying because if you keep looking for the truth with an open heart you're going to find jesus christ on a cross dying and rising on the third day and forgiving you of your sins and if you're a christian and you listening to this i just want you to be encouraged i want you to uh be equipped be prepared to have an answer for those um who may question you about the faith that you have and let's just continue to grow y'all so is jesus a copycat savior absolutely not is jesus a real one yes he is a a a man i will just call